Fratelloni Says Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 467. Oh man, the last day of September. No. September 30th, 2020. 87 degrees on this day back in 1887. That's two days in a row for 1887. They had a nice hot streak going. 26 degrees uh, on this day in 1939. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production. Chris Reavers, director of social media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. No, I don't know what to say either. <laughs> <laughs> Dispiriting. Yeah. It was dispiriting. Here's my here's my thought. I'm going to put a positive spin on this. Too bad it's not tomorrow. Look at you. I think what happened last night, Such, is bringing the country together because I think both sides can agree that that was a bleep show on both of their parts. <laughs> you know what? You're right. <laughs> yeah, I've I've looked at various news sources today and I'm getting a vibe that uh, no matter if it's Fox or CNN they're both shaking their heads. Yeah. Yeah. Even I cuz I had sent out a tweet about what a what a complete embarrassment it was expecting well yeah but and I I didn't get any of that. I think everybody was embarrassed. You know. I don't think Trump helped himself. Yeah. And I'll tell you why. Uh, his his rudeness and his churlishness was so so pronounced that he never let Biden be Biden. In other words, if the if Trump supporters were hoping that this was the occasion when Biden would have revealed himself to say stupid things and forget his wife's name and say that 48 million people have died from coronavirus, that never was going to happen because Trump never shut up. He never kept quiet. You mean like this? Question Why because, would you answer that because question? The you question want to put is, a lot of the question is, the radical question. left. Will you who shut is up, your, man? Listen, who is on your list, Joe? Stop it, Chris. Jeez. Will you shut up, man? I, I called. Uh, <laughs> honest to God, we're witnessing the end of something. I called uh, Reeves this morning and said, uh, "Find me Nixon and JFK from 1960." Oh. Uh, I just want to hear some civility. Reavers, do you have segments of that debate where we hear both of them without you having to stop it? But I would not want that to be any implication to be given that this does not involve directly our struggle with Mr. Khrushchev for survival. Mr. Khrushchev is in New York, and he maintains the communist offensive throughout the world because of the productive power of the Soviet Union itself. All right, that was uh, Kennedy's opening remarks, but you want a little interaction between I, the I want fellas. interaction. All right, here is a question being asked of Mr. Nixon. Higher salaries for teachers, you added, were important, and if the situation wasn't corrected, it would lead to a national disaster. Yet you refused to vote in the Senate in order to break a tie vote when that single vote, if it had been yes, would have granted salary increases to teachers. I wonder if you could explain that, sir. Awfully glad you get, got that question because, as you know, I got into it at the last and my other question wasn't able to complete the argument. Uh, I think that the reason that I voted against having the federal government uh, pay teacher salaries was probably the very reason that 
concerned Senator Kennedy when in January of this year, in his kickoff press conference, he said that he favored aid for school construction, but at that time did not feel that there should be aid for teacher salaries. At least that's the way I read his remarks. Now, why should there be any question about the federal government aiding teacher salaries? Why did Senator Kennedy take that position then? Why do I take it now? We both took it then, and I take it now for this reason. We want higher teacher salaries. We need higher teacher salaries. But we also want our education to be free of federal control. When the federal government gets the power to pay teachers, inevitably, in my opinion, it will acquire the power to set standards and to tell the teachers what to teach. I Isn't it amazing that you... I didn't hear Kennedy interrupt him. That's just it. Right. They don't. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing you learn is we've been complaining about teachers' salaries for the last <laughs> hundred years, apparently. You could have taken uh, any uh, debates prior to this one last night, and you would have had, uh, you would have found some uh, degrees of degrees of civility. Degrees of civility. I don't think it was all that calm between the Trumpster and Hillary. It was a lot like what we watched last well, then, night. Well, then, then what you're saying is, we could take any debate between presidential aspirants before Trump, and you would have had a great deal of civility. Yeah, probably. I I uh, I don't know what to do. I don't know. Uh, you know, no matter what I say, half the country's going to disagree with me and the other half's going to agree with me. Uh, I don't know how you could watch that last night and find anything that uh, you could defend about what Trump said. Oh, uh, not, 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 that, not that Biden was any star, but I'm saying, well, either of them. What, what either of them? For example, Biden said, I'm the Democratic Party. Remember that? Yes. Early in the... Yes, he did. Because he was being challenged on, uh, I don't know, the Green New Deal or whatever. And he said, I'm the, I'm the party. I'm the guy. I won. I beat Bernie. Okay. And then, you know, Trump got a point in later when he said, have you ever called the mayor of Portland or Seattle and condemned the violence? And at that point, Trump said, well, I'm, I'm not an elected official. I have, that's not in my purview. Well, but 20 minutes earlier, you said you are the Democratic Party. So why did you make the call? And then, then Trump was given a, a, a softball thrown underhanded that was arriving at the plate at about two miles an hour when uh, Wallace said, do you or do you not denounce white supremacy? Here's, uh, here's that quote from Biden. I am the Democratic Party right now. Have you ever called the Democratic mayor of Portland or the Democratic governor of Oregon and said, hey, you've got to stop this, bring in the National Guard, do whatever it takes, but you stop the days and months of violence in Portland? I don't hold public office now. I am a former vice president. I yeah. yeah, but you told us you were the party. And then Trump, again, he failed to hit that softball out of the park. It was a grand slam. He could have said, yes, I denounce white supremacy. Instead, he's... Stand back and stand by. But I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Somebody's got to do something about Antifa and the left. Okay. And they just started talking over each other. It was sickening. The whole thing was sickening. Yeah. Will you shut up, man? Shut but up, I man. have, I have seen both sides defending their candidate. Oh, of course, I, I, of course, I've seen plenty of that. Yeah. Well, we said right. this yesterday, but watching that last night isn't changing anyone's opinion. I don't on, think so. On what they're going to do on November third? I don't think so either. 
Say, Omar Jamal joining us today at 12.30 to talk about this contratemps, contratemps that have developed with a uh, Project Veritas video claiming uh, to uh, suggest uh, voter fraud in Minneapolis. And somehow Omar Jamal has become the bad guy in this, and we're going to find out why. And he also said to me, did you get that... Uh, to get that text yesterday on my fundraising page? And I said, yeah, Omar, but you can explain it to us. Yeah, I don't think I have an obligation to start raising funds for you. I want to know why you want those funds raised. What is it? He fears something, mighty. Mm-hmm. And I, we're going to find out what it is. Uh, Hold on, so, because you mentioned the word opinion. i got to play this. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Opinion, man. <laughs> I, you're, uh, whoever said this won't, was it you, Reavers, that said this won't change opinion? I agree. I don't think it will. Nope. Nope. But I sure as hell know a lot of people who bailed out last night. They couldn't take it anymore. I didn't last as long as Kenny did. I, I maybe watched 45 minutes. I couldn't take it anymore. I, I hung in there. I hung in there for the whole thing. It was, what do you uh, think of Wallace's job? I've seen I him think it was both. Uh, I think his task was thankless, given the, what that turned into, which was the worst debate in presidential history. And let's words mean something. That wasn't a debate. No, yeah. no, it was a yeah, it was a you it know was a bleep con- show. It was a you know what contest is all yeah, it was. Yeah, uh, that's why I was interested in Kennedy Nixon. Play a little more of that. This was a debate. They at least talked about issues. Hang on, here is that directly teach your salary, but that was not the issue before the Senate in February. The issue before the Senate was that the money would be given to the state. The state then could determine whether the money would be spent for school construction or teacher salary. On that question, the Vice President and I disagreed. I voted in favor of that proposal and supported it strongly because I think that that provided assistance to our teachers for their salaries without any chance of federal control. And it is on that vote that Mr. Nixon and I disagreed and his tie vote uh, defeated is breaking the tide defeated the proposal so you mean that was a little bit different than uh than this? Would you answer that because question? the you question is the question is justice radical left will you who shut is up on, man. listen who is on your list Jeff? now cut back to kennedy nixon oh my God. <laughs> i don't want the federal government paying teachers salaries directly but if the money will go to the states and the states can then determine whether it shall go for school construction or for teacher salaries in my opinion you protect the local authority over the school board and the school committee. I wanted to hear give and take, but they were both so civil. Right, they were diplomatic towards one another. They didn't step on each other. They waited for their turn to speak. I, this this entire clip is about uh, about an hour and a half, and I listened to several chunks of it looking for that. And they, they each waited for the other person to stop. For the for, I don't know who was moderating here. For that person to then ask a question, and that's when they would begin to speak. Well, so you guys are too the, young. Uh, this is you the guys famous are too young. debate, isn't, isn't it, Joe, where if you listen to it on the radio, Nixon won, but if you watched it, um, Kennedy won because he's just so darn good-looking, good right? Well, I was going to bring that up. You guys are too young to remember. What was uh, Nixon's perceived flaw when seen on television? Well, he was sweating like He a was pig. perspiring. He was perspiring. Uh-huh. And Kennedy was as cool as a cucumber. And uh, Richard you know, had the uh, had the big sweats going. Tricky uh, Tricky Dick didn't have his chill boys on. That's, that's right. Didn't have his chill boys kept on. Kept him cool. 
Yeah. I don't know if you guys saw this, but speaking of Chris Wallace, the uh, the Babylon Bee, mm-hmm. uh, they tweeted this out about 14 hours ago. Chris Wallace's impartiality question due to his giant foam finger reading Biden 2020. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, who could have uh, who could have moderated that given what we witnessed? You know, Wallace probably went into it with some degree of hope that. Okay. This is going to be okay. I'm going to be able to control this. Both parties have agreed to the rules, and that it instantaneously became a, a, a sideshow. Yeah. Who would have There's been able to maintain one, that? Only one person, and unfortunately, he's no longer with us, but that person, Mean Gene Oakland. <laughs> You're probably right. Now, Mr. Trump, isn't it true? Oh, this is just something Speaking else, of that, folks. though, this was the best part when uh, when Trump went after Wallace. So I guess I'm debating you, not him, but that's okay. I'm not surprised. So- <laughs> I thought that was a pretty good line from the he president. He got some pretty sweet digs in. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm debating you. No, I'm not surprised. <laughs> but see, the Trump, uh, the, the Biden camp uh, is probably terribly relieved after last night. Their man did not put his foot in his mouth. He didn't have time to. Yeah, exactly. In an awkward way, Trump boosted Biden by not giving Biden the time to trip up as it might have been anticipated. Wait a second. What was the very, very, very first question? Um, What was it about? And Biden changed the subject and turned it on into health care. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm trying to remember, put the whole thing out of my mind. I remember being outraged because, uh, if I remember right, Trump answered it. And uh, answered it pretty well. Things were still calm at this point. And when Biden had the opportunity, he, he talked about it for about five seconds and then spun it into health care. And then they went off on a health care tangent. I know you didn't ask for this, Joe, but uh, this was sent to us by a listener a few weeks ago. It's, it's, it's Ronald Reagan, and I think it's, um, I think it's worthy of playing at this time. Mm-hmm. In Berkeley that live around All of it began the first time some of you who know better and are old enough to know better let young people think that they had the right to choose the laws they would obey as long as they were doing it in the name of social protest. I'm sick and tired of the argument about whether some effort to enforce law and order is going to escalate anything at all. Plain truth of the matter is this has to stop, and it has to stop like the day before yesterday. And it's going to be stopped, whatever it takes. I was picked a few days ago in California by some youngsters that had signs that said, Make love, not war. Trouble is, they didn't look like they were capable of doing either. (laughs) (laughs) What a president. Oh, boy. I love that clip. You know, you know what was so dispiriting is uh, to listen to news from around the world today, Paris, London, Australia, and and how people are, are viewing us and thinking that we're we're about two minutes from the end here. Yeah, well, yeah. they're not the only ones, right? Well, I don't know about that, but right now we have a much much bigger problem here in the uh, GL Podcast Studios. Uh, we don't get ESPN2 in here, and I can't watch the Twins playoff game. You're kidding. <laughs> I got, I'm going to be calling engineering here rather shortly. <laughs> is that what it's on today? Is ESPN2? She's on the deuce. I'll be darned. Say, speaking of sports, uh, the NFL's got its first problem now. Uh, the Titans and Steelers game postponed this Sunday Yep. because of the Titan Titans coronavirus outbreak. 
which affects the Vikings. Well, so far, no Vikings have tested positive, but are there, is there, are their facilities still closed? They were having a press conference uh, maybe an hour or two ago, um, and they said, I believe, that they were going to attempt to reopen the facility tomorrow. And then they're still planning on playing their game as scheduled on Sunday. Mm-hmm. The NFL has considered rescheduling this matchup as early as Monday or Tuesday, but that will be contingent on uh, new test results. Uh, three Titans players and five team personnel tested positive after playing the Vikings over the weekend. Mm. So now you have your first postponement. And uh, who knows, as the weather turns foul and we're warned that the onset of winter could heighten the probability of the virus spreading, uh, who knows if the... If the uh, Football season will even be able to reach a conclusion. Yeah, I don't like their chances in all honesty. No. And by the way, we got a dead cougar. Oh, yeah. I saw this. We saw got it. ourselves a cougar. Yeah. 35, uh, what, 35 and 494 in Bloomington? That thing, it had to be like hitting a cow, man. Those things are huge. 115 pounds. It was taken to the DNR Wildlife Research Office in Grand Rapids for a necropsy to determine if it is wild and where it might have originated. The DNR says there are verified cougars in Minnesota. Uh, I'm sure that they're welcomed as a, an example of uh, diversity in the animal population. There's a picture here can, of its feet. They're huge feet. Most of the cougars you can find uh, right around uh, 2 o'clock at Gavaday Common, right? Shopping for furniture. I, I I followed that Kenny, but it didn't even get it deserve it was, a drum roll, did it? It was it was weak. It was sad. It was, it was pretty weak. I'm sorry, Joe. Weak. I'm distracted by the baseball game. I'm watching baseball. <laughs> well, you can get it, huh? Yeah, but I can't get Fox. Um, but uh, evidently, that same cougar was spotted on uh, what's called a ring camera earlier in the day, hmm. earlier in the morning, overnight. Uh, do you understand that Mr. President Trump is in town today? He's in uh, landing in Minneapolis at really? about 4 o'clock. I did not. Then he goes to a uh, private affair in Shorewood, which is Minnetonka, if I'm not mistaken. Wait a minute. And then on to Duluth. Mm-hmm. So this is going to affect my route home. Awesome. Uh, it may or may not, Chris. Well, he's going to... F- He's not going to Flying Cloud. Oh, he's going to land at Minneapolis-St. Yeah. Paul International Airport, and then he's going, I suppose, by motorcade to a private fundraiser in Shorewood. I don't know whose house. be fun to know that. And then, I suppose, by motorcade back to the airport, then off to Duluth, where he'll, he'll be speaking at the Duluth Airport at 8 p.m. Tonight, doors open at 5. You could leave now in your car and be there in time for it. How about that? You know, speaking of that, this was early. This was another clip that I had grabbed, and I thought this was about the only one where there was any decency being shown between the two. Mm-hmm. And this was uh, President Trump responding to Biden's criticism on him trying to fill a vacant Supreme Court seat, and I thought this was worth playing as well. Should wait until February. All right. There aren't 100 million people with pre-existing conditions. As far as the say is concerned, the people already had their say. They Okay, Justice can... Oh, you gotta be kidding me! Come what? On here. Come on! What here. happened, Chris? There we go. At some point, ten years ago or so, she said a president and the Senate is elected for a period of time, but a president's elected for four years. We're not elected for three years. I'm not elected for three years. 
So we have the Senate, we have a president. He's elected to the next During election. that period of time, during that period of time, we have an opening. I'm not elected for three years, I'm elected for four years. The and the 100 million people, Joe, the 100 million people is totally wrong. I don't know where you got that number. The bigger problem that you have is that you're going to extinguish 180 million people with their private health care, that they're very That's happy That's simply with. not true. Well, you're that certainly going that. to socialist. Here we go. <laughs> And then it really got And it. they're off. <laughs> he called him yeah, a socialist. That's, that's where it took a turn. Yeah. You know. But he's right. The president's right. I'm not elected for three years. I'm elected for four years. He is right about that. Right? Wouldn't it be right. fun to uh, to not have to pay attention to this? Oh. Oh. It, it would just improve your mental health to not have to pay attention to this. I mean, I was getting texts from people last night who said this used to be one hell of a country. Yep. And what were we witnessing? <laughs> but sadly, that's what politics has dissolved into, whether it's friends that no longer speak to one another because of their political views or people running against one another, even on a, on a local level. That, that's what politics has become. You think Lacey Johnson can make any hay with this Project Veritas claims about the ballot harvesting in the 5th Congressional District? Boy, I hope so. I don't know. Uh, uh, I saw that you guys or heard that you talked about it on Monday. Uh, how behind this are you? I mean, are you down with this? Or? Wait, this just in. It's just confirmed. Debate number two is going to be a fist fight in a Chili's parking lot. Mud wrestling. <laughs> what am I down with, Kenny? Are you buying the ballot harvesting stuff? Uh, I I said I need more. I, I I didn't swallow the I didn't swallow the whole thing. Uh, I needed more clarity in it to review. Uh, uh, Project Veritas uh, claims to have a video, but it's all that gotcha secret black and white grainy handheld camera video. Right. And yeah. and I just uh, uh, what intrigues me the most about it is Omar Jamal. Uh, who is a long-time activist in the Somali community. Don't foghorn me. That's the way it should be used. Yep. And and uh, he's been the go-to guy for people in the newspaper business for one reason. He always answers his phone. And he's held a variety of community posts. And he is uh, adamant that this took place. And he helped Project Veritas. And among the things I'm going to be anxious to discuss with Omar is uh, why he hasn't fallen in step with Ilhan Omar. Uh, he he uh, And again, why is he starting this GoFundMe page? He fears some kind of lawsuits against him or something. He fears a machine coming after him. And, mm-hmm. and, and uh, he, he, his view of this uh, ballot harvesting allegation will probably be that it is, in fact, happening. That's his contention, but I won't put any words in his mouth. We'll just wait and see what he has to say about that. But I'm, uh, again, uh, I've known Omar a long time, and newspaper guys love him because he answers his phone. Do you think Ilhan Omar's ever going to answer her phone? Nope. No, no. She has people that answer the phone. Well, that's another thing. He doesn't have people. Which is the way it should be. And he was very keen on the idea that Somali youth in Minneapolis could very well be radicalized and go across the pond and become terrorists, and even return to this country and become terrorists. There is some apparent slice of America that Omar Jamal has uh, gleamed onto and likes and appreciates, 
and he he has a different vibe than a lot of people. Uh, well, he certainly has a different vibe about America than, say, Ilhan Omar. And we'll learn more after we after you speak to him. But do you get the sense that he's almost the definition of pushing back? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You know. He was in New York yesterday. I don't know why, but he, I said, what are you doing? He said, I'm in the bunker. I'm hiding. Really? <laughs> then he got oh, on a plane and came back here. Hmm. So I... I uh, Boy, there's, there's going to be a lot to talk about. There's a lot to talk about every time I talk about EcoFun Motorsports. Really? This is the last day. Tim Bloom has been so generous during this entire month of September. He's been donating $100 from the sale of every scooter and electric bike purchased by GLers or anyone who mentions hope on the river. When Tim Bloom heard about Eric Mishy's journey down the Mississippi for his Spare Key Foundation, which provides financial help to people suffering uh, medical distress, uh, he has he, do, he from every day in September he's been donating a hundred bucks uh, right. to to uh, Hope on the River, and he hopes the conclusion will be eight to ten thousand dollars. Now this is your this is the day. This is your last day to take advantage of this because there's a great sale on all Bentelli electric bikes and scooters. These are the same low prices GLers have paid all summer. So you mentioned Garage Logic when you stop in today, and one hundred dollars from every scooter and e bike purchase will be donated to Hope on the River. And again, this could result in as much as eight to ten thousand dollars for Eric Mishy's Hope on the River. EcoFun Motorsports on Highway 61 in downtown Forest Lake. Full line of Yamaha products, uh, helmets, apparel, the great service department, great recreational equipment for young people. Uh, it's really a fun place. And uh, if you go on a weekend, you, you get to at least talk to Kayla Bloom, who's in high school, but she still works at the shop on Saturdays, and she's the world-renowned expert on the Bentelli e-bikes. It's EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake on Highway 61. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life, Joe Souchere. So I don't mean to get personal here or start snooping around in your business, but I have to ask, have you picked it up yet? Is it proudly and prominently displayed out front? GLers, you got to get that sign. Yeah, Pushback 2020, the GL yard signs. Uh, you'll find them at dkmags.com, 443-Old-8 up in New Brighton, or Monticello, Pond and Gun, uh, Highway 25 in Monticello, south of 94. And you certainly don't have to be a gun owner or really have any firearms-related needs at all. You will be welcomed in the door like old family. I should say cherished old family. But if you do have gun needs or you're new to firearms, oh boy, GLers, you've got the right shop here. The ladies and gentlemen that work at these shops are wonderful Americans, more than willing to help out, answer your question, give advice if you need it. So pick up that sign, check out a firearm or two, kick the dirt around with the staff for a while. It's DK Mags, Old 8, New Brighton, Monticello, Pond and Gun, Highway 25, just I don't even think they're a mile south of 94 up in Monticello. Vets, police, first responders, all you guys get a 5% discount. A couple of wonderful shops for GLers run by GLers. Joe, me being permanently stuck in the middle, I think I I know who I'm uh, voting for this election. I think it was solved over the weekend. The guy's name, I don't know his real name, so I'm just going to write in Dog Face 
208. <laughs> the guy with the viral Fleetwood Mac video on oh, the skateboard. I saw it. I love it. It's about what is 20 seconds long, 23 seconds long. And within the first three seconds, he gives you that up nod. Mm-hmm. And it's right there. I fell in love. As soon as he gave me the up <laughs> nod, I'm like, oh, dude, oh, this is so awesome. And then he's rolling down a hill, nonchalantly drinking the juice. Oh, my God. It was so good. I watched then it he, a then million he, times. Then he lip syncs a uh, Fleetwood Mac song. Yeah, yes. It's <laughs> yes. just amazing. I didn't see it. Which, which one did he pick? Which Fleetwood Mac song? Oh, Chris, you've got to see this. Okay, I'm oh, going to so look good. it up. Is it? Uh, it's off of rumors. Isn't don't it? stop. Yeah, it is. Don't, no, no, it's not. Uh, don't I know stop. it when I hear it. Uh, it's a Stevie song. Okay. Yeah, yeah. you've got to see this video, Chris. Uh, I think I retweeted it actually a couple of times. Can you look it up right now and play it? Uh, well, if it's search on Twitter, Dogface Two O Eight. All right, let me give me a second here, and then I'll call our guest. Do I use the microphone? No, no, no. I mean the magnifying glass. No, no. Oh, is it? Yeah, oh, the I magnifying got, glass. He doesn't use any profanity, does he, Kenny? Oh, no, no. Okay. He doesn't say anything. Uh, all right. I think I have it right here. Still I try. No, that's not Wrong it. Wrong one. Okay. That's a different video. Um, Chris, I can't believe you're not on this. Yeah, I did I did not see this. I apologize. I thought for sure you'd be all about this. Let's see. Flea. Dog face what, Kenny? 208. 208. Well, I have his Twitter account up. I, I can see that. Yeah, well, it's on. It's uh, right there at the top. All right. Uh, here he is. Hold on. I got it right here. He looks like a badass, too. Okay. <laughs> That's Rhiannon. Up nod right there. <laughs> He's just cruising down the hill, looking around, lifts the cranberry <laughs> juice up, takes a big hit off it. Now he's about to start lip syncing and go. <laughs> he is very cool. He's and got an entire looked, feather tattooed on his head. Yeah, on the back of his head, and it. Looks I believe like he might be a Native Midwest. American fellow. I believe he might be a Native American fellow. He, he could be uh, because yeah. there's you can see grain bins in the back, and there's a little lake there, and he is just digging life. My mm-hmm. God, I'm going to vote for him. That's we're gonna we're gonna write in dogface two oh eight. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't be and any I, worse. I played it for my roommate on Friday night, and she didn't get it. I'm real. Are you really this tense that that vibe doesn't just chill you out? Because when I watch it, it just fills my heart with joy. I don't think he's on a happiness. skateboard, by the way. I think he's holding on to the handlebar of a scooter, maybe. Oh no! I think he's on a skateboard because well, he's whatever. done other vi- he's yeah. done other videos on skateboards. It's probably a longboard. Chris, would you call our friend uh, Omar Jamal? Yep, I am doing it right now. All right, let's see if we can't get to the bottom of something. Solve something. Just give me a minute, sir. Well, Solve anything. Good luck. Yeah, good luck with that. Searching around uh, on Twitter and nobody's buying anything. Well, and Kenny, even I, I, I told, uh, I told Joe that I stopped by your place uh, the other day just to drop some stuff off for you. I mean, Minneapolis needs a wake-up call. Wow, you know, I. What'd you see? Well, just it's just it's such a different city than it was five years ago, don't you think? Yeah, yeah. You know, when you I had people in from out of town yesterday, and you got to tell them 
windows up, doors locked, somebody comes, approaches your car, don't even look at them. If they want the time, if they want directions, if they're accusing you of something, don't get involved. Get on the gas. Yeah. Get the hell away from them. And that's what you have to tell loved ones when they come into town. You know, and I had uh, contractors here all summer. <laughs> you watching it again, Such. <laughs> I had contractors here all summer, and you got to tell these guys, lock up your truck, don't leave your tools in the yard, yep. don't give anybody any opportunities, you know. Isn't that soothing? Such? Oh, I'm watching again. I know. I know. He's he's the coolest guy. He is a cool cat. Yep. Yep. Dogface two oh eight GLers. Look it up on your Twitter. He's a very cool guy. How yeah. are we doing with Jamal here? I'm dialing right now. Omar Jamal. Often find him at the back room of Stogie's on Grand. Oh. Yep. Over there, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I hope he uh, hasn't decided to bail on us. Are you watching it again? No, he's, I'm reading about Omar, who describes himself as a Project Veritas election fraud insider. Oh, okay. And how he decided to get uh, involved with this is something we can... All right, Joe. Omar is ready, sir. Hi, Omar. Yes. How are you? Good, how are you? Who am I talking to? Joe. Hey, Joe, what's up? <laughs> Omar, will you please uh, help us understand uh, these allegations raised by Project Veritas? Joe, the, the, uh, this is uh, basically tempering with ballot. Uh, Where are you, leading. sir? Can you hear me? Yeah, are you outside? Yeah, let me get inside. Can you hear me now? Is it better? Yes. Well, this is uh, basically uh, mail by vote, vote by mail uh, uh, problems. And and the thing is, uh, when most of the immigrant population uh, exercise that right, uh, mailing by vote, it's coming through the mail. And... And that process most often is subject to two consequences. Uh, one is, uh, you know, delaying results and, and, and drawing everything back. And the second thing is, it's one of the most processes that's subject to activities of fraud, uh, tumbling with the ballot, uh, probably ex- exchanging a cash, uh, uh, intimidation, bullying, uh, and, and actually the person who gets the thing through the mail. It's not the actual person who's voting. Someone else is going to vote for him. Uh, but the very important thing, Joe, is that majority of the Somali community, you know, are very law-abiding citizens. There are very few bad apples who, who, who hijack literally uh, the community and, and do whatever they want without consequences. And this situation now is under investigation, both the Minneapolis police and FBI, and I was doing this on behalf of Somali Watchdog Group. Right. Somali Watchdog Group, uh, an organization that's dedicated now with, with my colleagues uh, exposing fraud, uh, uh, corruption, uh, election fraud, and, and hopefully uh, they are getting, they're finding out more misconduct in that area. Uh, so I'm helping Somal Watchdog Group 
to pursue that. And, and Project Veritas come in town. They were here almost a year. I just came, they just reached me out like last month, last minute, last month, after having been in the city almost a year. And, and I did contribute the best I can uh, because, because elections and way people do things are simply different from the way and, and elections that used to be in Somalia or in Africa in general. Mm-hmm. It's different. We have, we have rules and regulations. And if anything else, this is about holding up the integrity of elections in this process. That's all it's about. It's how to hold the integrity of this election. The system is on the line here. So if you cannot do anything you want. Omar, you arrived in Minneapolis in 1998, and you've you've been considered a spokesperson, a go-to person on issues regarding the Somali neighborhoods. Uh, You've become you've become very favored by uh, newspaper people because, to your credit, you've always answered your telephone. You've been easy to get a hold of through your through your years in Minneapolis. Did you see the uh, did you see the rise of Ilhan Omar coming? Did you see that coming? Uh, yes, I, 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 I did. Uh, keep in mind, this is a DFL machine. Uh, this is the DFL machine who are manipulating and taking advantage of thousands of thousands of immigrants, most of whom don't even speak the language. Mm-hmm. They bridge to them the gospel that up there, there are someone who wants to eat you. Mm-hmm. We are protecting you from that guy over there. Yep. And, 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 and that is an election comes, they put the community in buses and hurl them into the voting booths and they tell them who to vote and how to do it and bring them back to their high rises and then leave them there in their ghettos without coming back and even saying hi to them. And then four years later, the next election comes and they bring buses. So, it, and not even to mention the fact that this this extreme left progressive people who are burning the cities down, who are killing people, who are intimidating. And the problem is sometimes it's the highest level of hypocrisy. They are talking about tolerance. They are talking about inclusiveness when they are not even exercising that themselves. If you disagree with them, they will kill you. And you tell them, wait a minute, I thought you said... Uh, we are a tolerant society. We, uh, we, we embrace everybody. You know, come over here. You're black. Oh, you're gay. Oh, you're Hispanic. We love all of you. But if you ask them a simple question, they will say, wait a minute. Who have you been talking to? No, nobody. I haven't been talking to anybody. No, no, no. You, you must have been talking to someone. No, 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 no. This is my opinion. No, 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 no. So it is, it is unbelievable. And this is they are creating a culture of cancer. This, if this course of action continues the way it is right now, they bring this country down to its knees. Because the thing is, look, they are supporting uh, Ilhan Omar. And, and, and you remember the guy who was endorsed, I mean, endorsed DFL guy, House Representative Johnson, I believe, Thompson his name was, he went in front of the Bob Crowley's house and called for the burning of that house down. That's right. You're talking about uh, 
uh, John Thompson running in the John east side of St. Paul. East side of St. Paul. He mm-hmm. called the burning of a police officer's house down, and in their eyes, he's he's a hero. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that doesn't stand for logic. Are, are, that simply doesn't stand for logic. Are you a friend of Ilhan Omar? Uh, no, I'm no, I know her, uh, but. Uh, I, I like to stick to the facts, uh, and, and 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 I like to call it fair and spade. Right. Uh, some people may not like my opinion of my ideas, uh, but uh, believe me, believe me, I, I, like now I'm getting I'm I'm, I'm getting I'm getting I'm getting threats through the face of someone's calling a bullet in my hand. You, you did you go back oh. outside? I can't hear you. Did you go back outside? Yeah. <laughs> it's too windy. It's too windy today to be outside. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's got Royce's phone. He's got the Royce phone. Yeah. It ain't working. Omar. Yeah, can you hear me? No, you're you're in the wind. You got to get out of the wind. What about now? That's good. That's good. All right, let let's so, sort. Joe. Yes. Uh, I just found out uh, last night that someone is calling to put a bullet in my head. Can you tell me what did I do to deserve that? I just expressed my opinion. I said, this is wrong. We should stop this, and then they will kill me. All right, let's back up, Omar. Let me let me see if I can sort this out. Right. Did Project Veritas come to you, or did you go to them? They came to me. They reached me out after after almost nine months. They've been They've been... Sitting in Minneapolis, and what and did they, they what did they want from you? What did they want to know from you? Basically, basically, they were asking me to sort out from facts and fiction what's mm-hmm. truth and what's not truth here. Mm-hmm. That was what they wanted me to do. I just, I just helped them to sort out facts. Have you linked? Have you linked this alleged uh, ballot illegalities? To Ilhan Omar in any way. In other words, how is she connected to this? If in fact there is something to be connected to. Well, I think the 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 report they released speaks for itself, and 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 and, and she wasn't the first one, uh, and she 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 was using any means necessary to get elected, and completely irregardless to basic practice of the law, and and and. And DFL and progressive people are on the same page with her. Fine. Mm-hmm. If you can get away with this, okay. You know, if uh, we have uh, FBI here, federal government, we have police department, we have... And, and if, if they let these people get away with what they're doing, why am I getting a speeding ticket? Mm-hmm. Why am I getting a parking ticket? Mm-hmm. The law simply ceased to exist. You know... So the thing is, okay, fine. My thing is then, okay, I will, you know what? You don't want to do anything about it. The only thing left for me to do is I would let American citizens know this. This is what's going on. And what you know? specifically do you want American citizens to know? Well, it's very simple. I want the citizens to hold those people accountable. They, they, they have the, the rights to exercise by voting. They have the right of assembly. They can come together and speak out. They can take their country back. You know, 
And, and this country, Joe, let's remember, this country, at the beginning of the creation of the United States, came from a small neighborhood people somewhere in Boston and Philadelphia coming together in a bunker saying that no representation, no taxation. Afraid of the king, soldiers will come and kill them. Mm-hmm. See, it started a small group of people coming together in houses and talking about how to take this country from the king. So now what we have here is low, it's lawlessness. You know how many people have been killed in Minneapolis for the last three, four months? Almost yeah. 10. Right. You know, so the thing is, look, November comes, they want to do this, fine. We, we, and, and, and the thing is, American citizens should support the voice of reason. They should come out and support people who are speaking uh, for the right thing. And, and uh, yes, I'm entitled to my opinion. So it's everybody, but I'm not going to wish ill for anyone I disagree with. I don't wish them killed, you know, and this is the, the basic tenet of the constitution of this country. We're living in a country where the market of public opinion I'll express my opinion. I don't care if you think I'm crazy. I don't give a good, actually. I don't care what I, what I do care is what I think of people, not what they think of me. So, Joe, uh, those people in Minneapolis, vulnerable, masses, uh, 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 have been taken huge advantage out of the DSL machine. And, and they are not doing anything for them. Okay, for what purpose are they being taken advantage of? To keep, to keep who in office? Uh, well, simply because of, 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 of voting exercise, election. That's, 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 all, all, that's all they want to uh, uh, use them for, election, and then sometimes to uh, put a human face uh, of their... Uh, misconduct. Oh, these are immigrants, poor people. You know, they have been in refugee camps. They're here right now, you know, to, to just uh, uh, silence people, to make someone feel guilty. Okay, fine. Everybody is subject to the law of this country. You know, uh, so it, 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 they do it in very multiple purposes, and, and with, the, with, the, with the, at the end goal of intention is, uh, a, is, is just to get to the office. You know, go there. Uh, 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 look, Joe, what are we talking about here? Almost not 40, 80,000 80, votes can swing, can tell the election to any side. We talk about a huge number of votes here. The country divided, if you have 80,000 votes in your pocket, you will do anything to protect that. You, you have been around so long and you've been uh, so uh, active in the Somali neighborhoods were you ever reached out to uh, by the DFL? Were you ever reached out to for your consultations or whatever? Well, uh, Joe, I want to publish an article in the Banner Press about Somalis uh, getting set up with DFL and shifting towards Republicans. I get a phone call. I was taken into an office by DFL, and I was yelled at. You know, uh, what, what, am I, what are you doing? Have you lost your mind? Mm-hmm. You know, I go, like, what are you talking about? I thought you told me this is a free country. I can express my opinion. No, 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 no. 
So yes, I have been wow. in the bell. I have been in the bell of the beast, my friend. Wow! Uh, and and I've seen this, and 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 I know them, and 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 I hope they won't hate me simply because I disagree with them. And the bottom line is, and now we created Somali Watchdog Group. We have a, uh, it will be an office in Sambal, and and we have a GoFundMe to to uh, operational budget and office them computer printer to go after any fraud and election until November. That's what we are focusing right now. What are you, are you personally afraid? Uh, well, just like I told you a few minutes ago, someone just put a Facebook out calling anyone to put a bullet in my head. Merely because what? You don't go along with the DFL machine? Yes. Why, why are you? Why did you start a GoFundMe page? Are you fearful that you'll be sued? No, no. This is simply to to help the uh, upcoming projects of, of, of fraud. Oh, all right. This is just to support the ongoing work by Watchdog Group, uh, oncoming uh, speeches, documents, uh, and interviews, and 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 to do that. That's that's because look. Uh, uh, they won't support you at all. If 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 you don't talk, their talk, you know, they will ha- rather have you dead. So like, what the hell? You know, <laughs> well, I don't blame you there. <laughs> Do you think Ilhan Omar is a good representative of the fifth congressional district? Come on, Joe, give me a break. <laughs> 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 well, I just had to hear it from you. That's all. Well, let us say, you know, Janice, uh, uh curse is, you know, may we all live in a very interesting time. Yes. Uh, uh, I don't think so. And, 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 and this is uh, exactly the, the, uh, the energy and intention of the people uh, who would like to burn down immigrants' businesses and then come back to them and say, oh, we're here to help you. You just burned my business down. What, yeah. what do you mean I'm, you came back to help me? So this is, yeah. uh, this is a very interesting time. And, 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 and I hope, Joe, you including and your people will help this cause go find me to make this come reality. You know, and if, if I don't get killed, I hope I will see you in person. And we will, I will have a cigar with you, and we'll talk more about this. Let me read something from your site. My name is Omar Jamal, the insider who blew the whistle on election fraud. Worked with Project Veritas to expose uh, mail fraud. I worked tirelessly to expose vote-by-mail and election fraud. I look forward to your support in this upcoming election and to further expose potentially more election fraud come November. I spearheaded this effort after the DNC machine ignored my calls in this ongoing election. I am committed to continuing the important task with your support. And uh, what is the site that we can go to here? I'm going to plug your site. Uh, uh, wh- what site do you want me to promote here? It says, it, it says uh, uh, you are on Go, GoFundMe page. Yep. Then you click Donate. Okay. Yeah, I see the click. Okay. Yeah. So you go find Omar Jamal, Omar, uh, Omar Jamal Organizer, and... Uh, Click on donate. 
Right. Where do you... Are these people being paid to do things illegally? Uh, which people? Uh, the ballot harvesters. Are they being paid cash? No, no. The funny thing is some of them don't even know it's illegal. It's been happening long enough that they are very relaxed. Uh, you know, it's like you're going into a store and buying a cigar. How much does the ballot cost? 200 No, yeah. no, mine's 300 you know. Yeah. No, yeah. no, mine's 400 yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Sometimes they don't even know it's illegal. Yeah. Well, you take care of yourself. You're uh, you're a good soul, and uh, I'll see you for that cigar one of these days. All right, thank you, Joe. All right, thank you. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. Your reaction, sir? Oh, uh, my reaction is that uh, uh, the DFL does have a machine or machinery in place, and uh, we cannot verify any of these alleged illegalities. But I thought it would be interesting to hear from a, a guy that's been in the been in the battle over there since nineteen ninety eight. But you've said it yourself multiple times on this platform, Joe, that um, whether it's local, whether it's national news outlets, they primarily leave lean left. Who's gonna expose right. this? Well he's trying to. Uh, Project Veritas has been debunked. Uh, as recently as today, there's a New York Times piece in the Pioneer Press. There's another piece in the Star Tribune, and they they wish to hammer home that uh, none of this is none of these allegations can be demonstrated now. But interestingly enough, the police are investigating. But we were saying earlier, boys, off the air. Let's say Ilhan Omar, and I have no idea. Let's say she was implicated in this, that she was uh, funneling seed money to keep these operations going, to have a fleet of guys running around and going into these high-rises and getting ballots from Somalis and filling in who they wanted to vote for and taking them to polling places. Let's say she could be directly related to that. And again, I'm not saying she is because I have no evidence. I don't think that would cost her a single vote. Nope. No, no. Not from her diehards. They're not switching. Well, that's that's another dangerous tributary of how divided we've become. Mm -hmm. We were saying off the air, what would it take for uh, Biden to lose voters? What would it take for Trump to lose voters? What behavior on the part of Ilhan Omar would it take to lose voters? I'm not sure you can come up with one because we've thrown ethical integrity and a moral base out the door. So uh, in the politics of identity, you've always got the ends justify the means. So whatever it would take to keep the likes of Ilhan Omar in power would be fine with her supporters. I'm not suggesting she's done anything illegal with voting in Minneapolis. I'm not suggesting that. I have no idea. But Omar Jamal sure does think so. Mm -hmm. And Omar Jamal uh, sure thinks that Jamal, there are too many Jamals in that uh, Somali community. Mm -hmm. Let's get some Smiths in there or something. Uh, Jamal Jamal Osman. Oh, I suppose I violated the diversity police there. I'm kidding. (laughs) Okay, Grandpa. You know, but but, uh, Omar Jamal would would, uh, easily conclude that Jamal Osman just won a city council seat uh, through, however, allegedly, the benefit of these stolen ballots. And I 
have an observation of you know sitting here listening to you talk to Omar. He sure handled um, getting threatened to have a bullet put in his head pretty calmly, don't you think? Mm-hmm. By, by well, how much of that is hyperbole? You know, I know, but you that's know. that's pretty tough hyperbole. It is, it is. But the question that we're asking about uh, Ilhan Omar, what would it take? You could address that to virtually every political candidate's followers right now. That's, President Trump, uh, I, I uh, agree. Joe Biden, I agree. Uh, uh, Trump's admirers were not put off by a single moment of his hectic appearance last night. Biden's right. Biden's admirers were not put off by a single hectic moment of his appearance last night. That's what we've become. And don't you think too that? especially right now and what and what we've learned these last couple of days about just how ugly politics has become i think that there's a fair amount of people that are out there and probably a lot that listen to this show that just say i want no part of this i know i get emails all the time can we please go back to the normal gl wait this is the normal gl for the current times we're trying to intersperse as much stuff as we can but how am i supposed to ignore a chance to talk to omar jamal i'm not going to ignore that chance I'm not going to disinvite him on the show. How am I supposed to ignore having watched that debate last night and attempting to arrive at some conclusions, which are impossible? Uh, One thing I couldn't figure out, um, Joe Biden and his stance on the Green New Deal. So where are we at here now? So he's he's the Democratic Party, according to him, and he's not behind the Green New Deal? Yeah, but I don't believe him. Right. I don't believe But that's a, a, just a case in point on what his follower, you know, his followers are going, ah, don't worry about old Grandpa Joe. We've got Kamala in there. Yeah. She'll be running things uh, by February 1st. Why don't we take a brief time out? Okay. I think that's a really, really good idea. It's campaign season, and here come the negative ads. The biggest negative ad is the one coming from your insurance company. Talk about negative. Captive insurance agencies increase your premium every six months. The Canopy Group is an independent insurance agency. We only offer 12-month policies, not six-month policies that can increase premiums twice a year. At the Canopy Group... We promise to give clients the best coverage for the best price year after year. Our annual review guarantees it. We have 16 companies and 30 professionals. So as your needs change, we'll make sure to conduct a thorough review of your home and auto insurance with all 16 companies. We'll do the shopping for you. When you receive that next insurance premium in the mail, remember you deserve options. Vote for the Canopy Group. To vote for the Canopy Group and to get a quote on your home and auto insurance, call 800 967-3389 or visit thecanopygroup.com It's the end of the world as we know it and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. Do you use a dart or do you close your eyes and click? Uh, How do you find the same song? I kind of usually look, Kenny, based on what the off-air conversation and kind of flow into the on-air conversation. That's usually how I try to Oh, guys, <laughs> guys, look at the calendar. It's almost October. Yep, tomorrow. Oh, we are sitting pretty over here at my joint in South Minneapolis. Thanks to Aim High Construction, MN.com, and our brand new kitchen, new deck, refurbished sidewalk. This joint 
is the envy of the neighborhood, and it's all thanks to Chris Miller, the owner of Aim High. Can and I come over and cruise. see it? Uh, you know what? You can actually. Yeah. Uh, Will I'm you not be there? Be here. Oh no, I right. won't be here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but you, you can swing over and maybe you know put your face up again. No, don't. We wash the windows, uh, right. so don't touch the glass. But all you right, can try never to mind. Look in. Never mind. But we've got a new everything in that kitchen. New electric range. You've got a new central area AC unit out back. New door out front. There's no job these guys can't handle. They do it with fine craftsmanship, quality materials. Chris and his right-hand man, Keith, they helped uh, They helped me with this, the design. And actually, they were very, very helpful in keeping the costs in check. That was a big deal with us. If you have a notion, now's the perfect time to get put on the list for late winter and spring completion. The guys at Aim High, they're very busy right now. You GLers are lined up. Uh, but get a hold of Chris right now as soon as possible and start talking design and materials, decks, roofs, windows, kitchens. Really doesn't matter what you've got planned, commercial properties, and oh, did I say sheds? Sheds? Hmm. I did say a shed. Yeah, you did. I'll even do a shed. You want to be happy, Such? Then get a hold of aimhighconstructionmn.com. You'll recall that Gavin Newsom. Uh, signed into law a mandate that California can uh, no longer uh, have any gasoline-powered automobiles after the year 2035. They must all be electric vehicles. And uh, what we're discovering now is that the uh, EPA administrator has panned Newsom's electric car mandate because you can't even keep the lights on in that state. (laughs) (laughs) It's just fantastic. The Environmental Protection Agency Administrator Andrew Wheeler sent a letter to Democrat California Governor Gavin Newsom warning about the legal implications of his recent executive order mandating that new vehicle sales starting in 2035 must be electric vehicles and chided him for failing electricity infrastructure taking place in the state today. The letter said your recent executive order establishing a goal that 100% of new vehicle sales be zero emissions by 2035 raises serious questions regarding its legality and practicality. As you are aware, the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency in 2019 withdrew California's waiver of Clean Air Act uh, preemption for the state's greenhouse gas standards for light-duty vehicle and its zero-emissions vehicle program. While the executive order seems to be mostly aspirational and on its own would accomplish very little, any attempt by the California Air Resources Board to implement sections of it may require California to request a waiver to U.S. EPA, the letter said. Wheeler pointed out that if Newsom's hoped-for scenario was in place today, there would even be a greater threat to the environment and public health than currently exists, as heat and wildfires have resulted in forced rolling blackouts up and down the state. Wheeler wrote, beyond the significant questions of legality and the fact that consumer demand for the type of vehicle you would mandate has never met the aspiration of California's political leadership, your state is already struggling to maintain reliable electricity for today's demands. California's record of rolling blackouts, unprecedented in size and scope, coupled with the recent request to neighboring states for power, begs the question of how you expect to run an electric car fleet that will come with significant increase in electricity demand when you can't keep the lights on today in a letter to the u.s epa minister okay if trump loses can i tell you something this Mm. is what i will miss 
I will miss this kind of thing. In other words, uh, Trump's got an EPA administrator in there who's calling it like it is. Yeah, right. he, he's, he's saying, look, look, Newsom, who are you kidding? You can't even keep the lights on in your state. You haven't addressed the basics, and here you are with your pie-in-the-sky wish, an arbitrary and whimsical hope that by 2035, for no reason whatsoever, no car sales after 2035, all car sales have to be electric. And I, 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 I will miss that. If Trump, if Trump leaves, what will be missed are some of Trump's deregulations and the kind of people he has put in place to bring common sense to this exact kind of scenario. This exact right. kind of scenario. And th- it does. It's not plausible that Biden would have an EPA director who would write that letter to Gavin Newsom. Oh, not God, plausible. No. Yeah, you're no, not plausible. No, no. And wouldn't that He's just just drive away every uh, car car buyer out of state? Mm-hmm. Right. Wheeler. So they're Wheeler, still going to buy cars. They're just going to go you know to over Arizona, to Nevada. yeah, right. or whatever. Here, let me finish. Wheeler, the director of the EPA, shares the goal of a cleaner environment. We have modernized regulations that reduce all manner of emissions from power plants, factories, aircraft, and vehicles while avoiding unnecessary consequences, the the letter said. This is why we as a nation lead the world in clean air and clean water progress, as well as overhaul greenhouse gas emissions reductions. Wheeler then made a pitch for free market capitalism over the government picking energy winners and losers. By setting realistic goals and man and maintaining a comprehensive awareness of impacts to the economy of our citizenry, Wheeler wrote, I urge you to step away from commitments to singular technologies. While it is tempting for federal or state agencies to regulate with a particular technology in mind, it is far more productive to provide innovators the freedom to develop the technologies of tomorrow, Wheeler wrote. See, you're not going to get that from a Biden EPA. No. You're not going to get that from, from AOC's Green New Deal. You're not going to get that kind of common sense, that kind of adult confrontation with this foolish Gavin Newsom, who, while his state burns, keeps worrying about what gender you are if you go to jail. No, Gavin, you can't keep the lights on in that state. This yeah. was brilliant. This was just brilliant. Well, he's a petulant child is what he is. He has yeah. no idea. He's in over his head. He, he doesn't know what he's doing. Well, and that's exactly what uh, President Kamala Harris would be bringing to, to the country, is the, is the policies in place in the state of California. I, I'm afraid so. I'm afraid so. And again, and again, this is an isolated incident, but it is an example of despite Trump's buffoonery, he has people in place who are doing GL things. And I just don't see Biden putting in place anybody who would do a GL thing, like write that letter and say, hey, fella, you're putting the cart way ahead of the horse here. You got people in your state who don't even have electricity, and now you want to have electric cars? What is it, the the world's what third largest car market or something, California? I mean, it's just amazing. Where is the electricity supposed to come from? The same place the water comes from, elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> steal it from Colorado oh, and everybody just, else. I just thought that yeah. was a ray of hope. I just thought that was a ray of hope. Uh, just as I think Grunhoffer's, as usual, is a ray of hope. I'll say. Grunhoffer's Old Fashioned Meats, the north end of Hugo on Highway 61. I don't have to tell you a damn thing. <laughs> you know what we need to tell Kenny is how dumb John Height was. So Height makes the run over the weekend. Joe lets him off the hook for not alerting the staff. He forgot yeah. about the Philly patty. What a dummy. He, he didn't get the oh. Philly patty, which is the new patty at Grunhoff. Oh, that serves him right. Serves that's him the, right. Uh, 
That's the red and green peppers, onions, Swiss cheese, all mixed together in a third pound beef patty. Uh, they're 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 suggesting you you really might want to try the bacon for BLTs, and uh, you want an interesting new brat. How about the Bloody Mary brat in your Bloody Mary? Mm-hmm. Yeah, NFL season is here. That's just another name for a different grilling season. The autumnal grilling season. They have it all at Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo. It's right on the north end of Hugo on Highway 61. It has become a fabulous, fabulous uh, discovery of GLers around the world, and it's just the best. And uh, don't forget uh, the meatloaf that they make enough of now to survive any Reaver's appearance. <laughs> there will be some left over for you. Only. Because they come to us all the way from Mumbai, India, from our friend Tom Lyman. It's on this date in Minnesota history, September 30th. What happened on this day in 1981? September 30, oh, 1981. Oh, oh, pick me, pick me, pick you me. You in the back, you in the back. Uh, last game ever played at Met Stadium. You oh, are correct, really? sir. Yep. You are correct, oh. sir. You are correct, sir. You know, I know a guy that uh, wrote about uh, it was uh, there was a ball that was a ball a ballpark yeah. named Tina. There's, yeah, there was, was a what ballpark, was it called? and there was a brotherhood. Once yeah. there was a ballpark. Yeah, and that's a, it. A, a guy that got fired. <laughs> uh, I'm looking at a copy of it right now. <laughs> and then uh, hired across the river, and he's been resentful ever since. <laughs> Yeah. No, I haven't been. It worked out fine. On this day in 1887, the South St. Paul livestock market opened, and 363 cattle are sold on that first day. You guys are too young for this, but I have a distinct memory of it as a kid that you could smell the stockyards in South St. Paul. Joe, come on. Too young for this. They just closed it down a couple of years ago. It was one of the, it was always a highlight, and it happened once or twice a year. Where, as a traffic reporter, I would get to report on cattle on the loose. Nice. Because oh they would break out and they'd be <laughs> up and down Concord. And, and, <laughs> where was it? Right in South St. Paul. South St. Paul, Concord, and 494. Okay. Yeah. But I, yeah. back in the early Hardman, 60s, for example, you'd get, a, you'd get a hot summer day with a south wind, and you knew oh, instantly you were smelling the stockyards. That's yeah. as far away as White Bear Lake we were smelling it. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was the highlight of the it's summer. A, oh, that's stockyards. Well, or that's those what's of, going on in the country right now. All the farmers are cleaning out their pits and spraying it on the I, field. Ooh, I was wee. just going to say what we called that in Rice Ooh. County was Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. The smell of freedom is <laughs> right. what we call it. The smell of freedom. <laughs> Dogface two hundred eight, huh? Yeah, got my yeah. vote. I wonder that's who fun. his running mate is. Dogface two hundred nine. <laughs> his running mate should be the dude yeah yeah well that's that's like, like your, your opinion, opinion man. man yeah all right gang hey oh i really quick kenny uh mike i ran into fratelloni yesterday and he wanted to ask me if you got everything didn't you make oh. a run over the weekend those guys are so awesome I dropped off a couple of window frames, and I couldn't wait around, and uh, I went back. There was actually three window frames. I went back two hours later. The glass was cut. It was taped in the frame, and all I had to do was come home and glaze it. And at the same time, I I know neither one of you two know what I'm talking about when I say glazing. I've done it myself. How do you like that? 
you don't have to glaze anymore with a putty knife because joe it comes in a tube and you just lay down a bead and flatten it out with the putty knife and it it cuts it cuts the job by an hour it's wow. amazing i've glazed a lot of windows in my day yeah oh what a disgusting stupid boring dumb job but with the tubes of glaze it's Quick and easy and fun, and I got it all right there at Lake Street. Nice. I'm in there a lot. (laughs) Very good. Hey, uh, don't forget, today is your final day, by the way. We're going to select a winner of that autographed pushback sign, courtesy of our friends over at Fast Signs Roseville. Give them a call for your sign needs. And uh, all you have to do is listen to GL on the PodMN app. That's all you got to do. It's just that easy. And someone is getting that autograph pushback sign. And please rate and review the show and at PodMN on both Apple and Google Play stores. We really appreciate the feedback. We'll catch you tomorrow in the Garage Logic Podcast.